gonna scream in a second. Oh, it's working though. Oh my God, can you hear me clearly? Yes. <laughs> Great, thanks. I'm so fucking done. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I was this close to texting you to be like, are you coming back? <laughs> are you alive? What happened? It's like every time we record there's every like some, time some sort of technical difficulty but every it's time. it's always something new like it's never the same thing twice right it's never exactly and I think <laughs> I don't know what kind of a test that's trying to be but yeah whatever. it's a test to make sure that we are truly dedicated to this podcast and that we're not just gonna give up when the going is <laughs> tough <laughs> exactly yeah and that's I think that's what Riverdale is doing to us too <laughs> we're being tested <laughs> A thousand percent. Because I mean, (laughs) even though I don't have a lot of things to say, I still have things like I have some commentary. Right. Things need to be addressed. But we're getting to a point where I think the questions that I have don't really matter anymore because we're kind of winding down and they've given whatever, you know, lackluster answers they're going to give us. And it's just a matter now of accepting them and moving on (laughs) until the next point in which yeah Yeah, until next week (laughs) yeah until next week oh this is i hate it let's watch it i'm lisa and i'm dawn and to get us started here's our 60 second summary the battle for Riverdale is on, and Percival is not above being the pettiest bitch of them all. When Archie and Veronica go to the casino to try to negotiate a peace, Percival refuses, and even though he graciously agrees to give them back their dead, i.e. Alice, Frank, and Tom, he intentionally keeps their heads so Cheryl will be unable to perform her resurrection ritual. But he doesn't stop there. He also possesses Reggie, Jason, Veronica's Apolita, and a very ghoulish-looking Glenn to take out Archie, Cheryl, Veronica, and Betty. Meanwhile, Tony hatches a plan to recover the missing heads, which involves a good old gang rumble and surprise secret weapon, baby Anthony, who is no longer a baby thanks to Tabitha's accelerating, aging time bubble. Percival flees the casino, trapping everyone inside and shows up at Pops for the final battle. Just when it looks like all is lost for our Riverdale friends, Jughead reveals that the entire showdown was a trap, which lured Percival through a portal back into Rivervale, where the Rivervale gang mortally stabbed him while he was busy digging through Jughead's subconscious. Tabitha also reveals that they have traveled back to the 1500s before Percival struck his immortality deal with the devil, which basically means he is fucked. But before Mr. Cypher can whisk him off to hell, Percival utters one last incantation which redirects Bailey's comment so it is aimed right at Riverdale. This petty queen is going out with a big bang. I mean, right off the gate, right out of the gate, I should say. Right off the bat, right out of the gate. Right off the bat, right out of the gate, whatever the next We got it, uh, we're there. Yeah. I feel like we're in Stephen King's The Dome. Oh, I watched, I think, only the first season of that show. I didn't even attempt it because I wanted to read it first. And did you? And I think I started it. I started it. And then <laughs> I got too overwhelmed by the page count and I stopped. <laughs> Classic John. <laughs> Also, the start of my notes just says so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of this was very dramatic. Yeah, Jughead's whole like monologue in the beginning was... Well, I mean, I'm going to jump ahead for a second, but it yeah. since we're talking about Jughead, I find it very strange that he's the one to have the showdown with Percival when he's had, I would say, probably the least amount of direct interaction with Percival out of pretty much everybody except for maybe Betty. You know, like he's never really gone head to head with Percival in the way that Archie no. has or Tabitha, you know, like it, it's weird to me that he's the one that they're that they're putting out there as their final fighter. But I think that's the key, because earlier in the season, or I should say, post River Vale normal season, once we find out about Jughead not being able to hear and then can read minds. Mm-hmm. That became a major threat to Percival. So we saw their battle 
but in a mental state because then he Jughead tried to block his memories and then somehow Percival got yeah. in there and his memories involved the comic books and all that stuff. And we even get to see that like Percival thinks he's destroying memories and then. Right. What is he destroying? Is he destroying anything or was it just like a setup, like fake memories somehow? Well, it was a setup because again, we're going to fast forward a little, but we realize that where we're supposed to fight is not Riverdale, but Rivervale, right? Not even supposed to, but like we can fight in Rivervale. Like they, it's not like the battle had to go down in Rivervale, but if they did fight Percival in Rivervale, there was a better chance they would win. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is, you know, if Percival entered Jughead's brain or mind or whatever and found that door and found the box, all the comic books, did Jughead somehow like prepare that where they, I think so dummy comic books and like a dummy door that he just walked through. But the whole thing was in river. That whole part was river Vale though. So in Riverdale, none of his shit was altered. It was, but, (laughs) but hold on. Wait, now I need, (laughs) no, um, but it's Riverdale Jughead that does this, right? Yeah, because Tabitha tells him. And he does the portals. The portal thing. So once he does yeah. the portal at Pop. So the minute that right. Percival, Percival walks through the portal, it's now Rivervale. Right. He thinks he's still in Riverdale. Right. So everybody is not who he thinks they are at that moment. So that's why Jughead's able to kind of alter the memory situation and all that jazz. Okay, so your theory is that because this is happening in Rivervale, <laughs> there are, there are no permanent consequences for Riverdale Jughead in terms of his brain. Correct. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes as much sense as anything else, so that's fine. I like being able to think and have theories and all that shit, and I'm only getting it at the very very tail end of this season and it really pisses me off yeah yeah it's annoying it's a lot more fun when we can try and play the game along with the show but they really didn't give us the pieces yeah i would have wanted to have the tinfoil hat on yes 22 (laughs) episodes like i just it's sunday night it's eight o'clock i put it on and i'm ready to go every single week but no, mm-hmm. I only got to do that the last maybe three episodes, and I'm not happy about it. Yes, I totally agree. I also want to very quickly address something we talked about in the last episode regarding Jughead, where we were talking about his deal with Mr. Cypher. Mm-hmm. So what he did, I went back and I listened to our episode recapping because I wasn't going to watch the episode again, but I wanted to know what happened. So I listened. See, to that's us where we come in, everybody. Talk about it. If you don't yeah. want to watch it, just listen to us. <laughs> so he chose to be able to publish the article about the devil and then never be able to write again. But then he was so upset about not being able to write ever again that he sold his soul to Mr. Cypher for the the fame and the ability mm-hmm. to write again. So that's why he can produce these comic books and be all famous and whatnot for them. But he has, in Rivervale, Jughead has sold his soul to Mr. Cypher for that situation. Okay, I need to go back a little because yes, that happened. But 
we were discussing last week how because he sold his soul, he had to write a specific type of story. Right. But how you just described it, technically he can write whatever the fuck he wants because he sold his soul. Right. Yeah. I mean, that there was no mention of that particular stipulation. Right. But then he mentioned it. He was like, I have to write. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was something that they added for convenience at this point or whatever. (laughs) Because then you have people like us that are like, wait a minute. No, that didn't really happen. You literally just made that happen just to make the story interesting. Well, I honestly think they did that a lot with this parallel universe thing because they're able to manipulate lots of stuff and just kind of shrug and be like, well, it's a weird parallel universe situation. So you just kind of have to roll with it. And that's where I came to rest on the whole issue of when River Vale begins, because River Vale was potentially created during the bomb explosion. So then how could there have been colonial era River Vale? But I, think- I really cannot go over this again. <laughs> I know. And we won't, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that I've come to like, I've come to accept that Rivervale has just backfilled that time period. Right. And and I I don't like it. I don't think it makes sense, but like that's just where I have to go with it. And that that being said, we're not going to get into it, but I that this is where my thought process comes in. Has it always been a parallel universe anyway and we're just being introduced to it now? Well, right. I mean, that's that's the question. I think you and I were both under the assumption that at the time of the bomb blast that was when kind of things kind of like split or merged or whatever, mm-hmm. or at least that was the impression that that episode gave us. So I don't, but it's possible that they were running concurrently this whole time. And then the bomb blast just made them squoosh together. If that's the technical term. Yeah. So I don't, but I don't know. I, they, they don't really explain it well enough. And I think that's intentional because I don't think they wanted to get into the mechanics of parallel universes. And they're kind of just being like, this is it guys. Let's just roll with it. And don't make it a storyline. I know. Don't I make know. it a five episode event and then expect us to give a fuck after that. And yeah. then bring it back 13 episodes later. Yeah. And now that we're kind of at the end of it, or, you know, towards the end of it, I'm feeling like I, I really didn't enjoy this element that was added through the alternate universe. I don't think... It could have been way better, I think. Yeah, I, I think if they had woven them together more, I, I don't know. I I still don't really love it because it involves a level of supernatural activity that I've never really appreciated in Riverdale. I don't come here for that stuff. So right. the fact that this was kind of thrust upon us in this season, I I did not appreciate. So I don't know where it's going to go next season because I kind of thought that this might carry over into the next season, but it seems like we're kind of wrapping shit up. <laughs> I hope because... Let me tell you, my brain hurts and between the Percival aspect of it all and then they bring in the Comet aspect of it all. Right. (laughs) The new villain. (laughs) And then we find out, though, that what Tabitha saw was really the destruction of the Comet and not the destruction of Percival's ways. And I'm like, why did we have to have both of this in one fucking season? And 
why is the comet just at the tail? Like, we're just going to throw the comet in and be like, wait a minute, this whole storyline of Percival was not even the whole fucking, this wasn't even the, the issue in the right. end. I know, this wasn't even the apocalypse that we were afraid of. It's not even an apocalypse. It's a fucking comet that just destroys everything. I know, especially with Tabitha, like, running all these scenarios and saying, like, we keep losing, we keep losing. And it's like, none of that matters if this comet's going to, co- I mean, I guess Percival's the one who changes the trajectory trajectory of the comet but actually that then doesn't really make sense because does she only no. see that apocalypse she said, once yes hold on i wrote it down <laughs> her scenarios where like jughead mm-hmm. dies every almost every time or whatever were only riverdale scenarios not rivervale so if riverdale goes can they just cross over to rivervale and be alive and happy and all that shit <laughs> but is rivervale heaven I can't, I can't do this. I No, no, the sweet hereafter is is another thing. Right, but I also Rivervale. think that the way that in comparison to Riverdale, Rivervale had been heaven-like for most of the characters. But <laughs> Archie got stabbed and like sacrificed <sighs> to pagan gods. Oh right. <laughs> in a perfect world. I mean, yeah, I Sorry. mean that's our heaven, but <laughs> probably okay. not his. We should get into yeah. We should go back to the beginning. (laughs) I actually I cracked up because they were talking about the at the very beginning about how Percival quarantined the town of Riverdale, and I was wondering if they used the same scenes from when Hiram did that, like several seasons ago. Oh right, when Hiram quarantined the town. Like this town has been under quarantine so many times. And you know, they might as well have just reused that footage from that one episode. But Percival, Percival is a petty bitch. If we can say one thing about Percival. Oh my God. He's such a whiny bastard. He is a petty queen because he beheaded Alice, Frank, and Tom. Oh yeah, with no like I mean that was a one, two, three scenario. That we didn't, didn't even, even get to see it. It was just no. like because it, it happened in the at the end of the last episode. Yes. When you were like, oh well, they're dead. And I'm like, wait a minute, we just saw like it about to happen. Like he could have been bluffing. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, no, no that they're they're all headless. Yeah, and they're they're all really <laughs> sad. Like I knew like we only uh. saw Betty's reaction and Kevin's reaction. That's the only reason we knew anything happened, which was just weird. Right. So Archie and Veronica decide to go to the casino to try to negotiate with Percival. Yes, you're raising both of your hands. So I feel like this is going to be really good. That whole thing was, he's like, I'd love for you to come with me. I need a negotiator. And then I wrote down last time I checked, Betty worked for the FBI, you asshole. Oh, snap. And did you see the smirk on Veronica's face when he was yeah. like, I want you to come with me? And she was because like, because she knows oh she could God. be endgame. If, <laughs> yeah. If She's just waiting for her opportunity happen. to sneak Fucking in there. A. She's such a bitch. So, oh, that pissed yeah. me off so much. I'm like, Betty worked for the FBI. I'm pretty sure she knows how to negotiate, but whatever. Yeah. And also, Veronica, please name one of her successful businesses for me she (laughs) had a vote of no confidence in her ownership of the casino what happened to her jewelry store oh yeah that just disappeared yeah and she uh, (laughs) hasn't been able to work on wall street because she murdered her husband so i don't know where is the you know epic and where's river dollars are those still in um, rotation 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> how about the school? Can we talk about the school? Oh my God, is the never school, are there still anything? students? Yeah, well, that was what I was wondering, because didn't Moose come to town to teach something at the uh, school? Yeah, uh-huh. I think a gym teacher. But then he was gone because he comes back in this episode. He's like, I snuck back in before the quarantine. It's like, where have you been? Aren't there students? to? Te-? No, nobody's, nobody's No, there's no shit. students ever. Nothing is happening in Okay. So we digress. Anyway, they go to the casino and Percival is just like, fuck you guys. I am not negotiating. There's literally nothing in this for me to negotiate. And they're like, we'll give you half of Riverdale, which like, did they really think that was going to work? And can you imagine half of Riverdale being run by Percival and half of Riverdale staying the same? They would just constantly be at war and it would just be so stupid. So Percival's like, no, fuck you. And then because Tabitha told them that in one of her scenarios, they go to the casino to negotiate and shoot Percival in the chest. Veronica brings a gun and tries to shoot him in the chest and it blows out like a flower. And it's basically a clown prop. <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed. I actually laughed when that happened. Oh, that, yeah, me too. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, that was wonderful. And he was like, ha ha, fuck you. And then he's like, actually, I will give you your dead though. So you can go collect their bodies downstairs. And the annoying thing to me is that they didn't check first. You know, the only mm-hmm. reason that they realize that the heads are gone is because Betty wanted to get one last look at her mom. But that should have been the first thing you did, especially if you're planning to resurrect them. They could have been the bodies of Percival's henchmen or, you know, or empty coffins because yeah. he's a fucking more like, I mean, this yeah. is, oh, God, thank God we don't live there. We would <laughs> fucking set Actually, them all straight. Yeah, you and I would actually be in charge of Riverdale, I think, because we would be the smartest people there. I don't think any of this would happen if we were in charge of Riverdale. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> We'd be like, um, I'm sorry, you want the El Royale to be what? <laughs> Absolutely not. You want to open a casino? No. <laughs> no. You're going to make a fire department with two people? Uh, I don't. That's gone now, too. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? With fire department. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, <laughs> one of my favorite things from that though, I think what was that part? I think so. Twilight Twist plays a larger role in this episode than she's yeah. ever played in any episode before, which was just like, hi, I guess you're here now. <laughs> and she says to one of them, I think she she was like, maybe you shouldn't have blown up his ghost train. And yes. Was like, did you hear what you just said out loud in front of people and cameras? You know, what like- I, you know what I found so funny too? When they were there and then they pan around to different parts of, I guess, the ghoulies clubhouse or whatever. And you see the graffiti on the doors and the walls and stuff. And w- <laughs> the one door had the E that's like, it's that weird, like, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I it's got that like, fuck it. All right, <laughs> this one. Oh, it's um, it's Sigma. It's the it's the yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's that. But I was just I looked at it as like, are they doing equations on their door? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, I, I was so I upset because it looked like Dr. Curdle was recruited to be a ghoulie thug because Percival yeah. was talking about like that he just basically brainwashed all these people into joining the ghoulies so that they could be sacrificial lambs, essentially. And mm-hmm. one of them was Dr. Curdle. And I couldn't figure out who the other one was. 
Oh, right. They were all like punked out. You know, they had longer hair, greasy looking hair. Yeah, they kept, especially in that stage-ish area, Mm -hmm. they kept panning to like two other people. But I can't, I don't know. I couldn't tell who they were, but they were probably peripheral characters that we don't really care about. I have in my notes after she she shot him with the prop gun. Oh my God, so embarrassing for Veronica. (laughs) (laughs) How embarrassing. I was going to go to Percival's next maneuver, which was the dolls. Oh, I wrote the damn marionette puppets. That's what I kept wanting to say. They look like marionettes without the strings. Okay. Like they're a combination of that and ventriloquist dummies. Right. If a ventriloquist dummy and a marionette puppet had a baby. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, That's that exactly would, what I was going for. The demon for. spawn of that relationship is what this uh-huh. looked like. And I couldn't tell who they were. So it was a genuine shock every time they revealed one of them. Because I was like, who the fuck is this person? Well, when we... This, okay, so they were like sitting the dolls. Yeah. Let me uh, preface <laughs> by saying yeah. the dolls were sitting in a circle. And you saw the Reggie one right off the back. because we, We've seen him. We know what his looks like. Then I could have sworn we saw Archie. Mm-hmm. And then we see one that's all grayish and veiny. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, stitched together. Which we then find out <laughs> is Glenn resurrected. I can't tell you how happy I was to see Glenn. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And this was like boxer briefs too. He was like, he he was dismembered in boxer briefs, I guess. (laughs) This was the best because this is where we get Betty saying like, come get some, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. But that whole scene kind of gave me the shining vibes because then she's in the garage and he's like coming through the door, like just like kind of hacking through the door. And oh, I loved it because then, it's a it's a whole um oh what am i trying to think of what's the word when all the scenes are back to back like a montage yes thank you (laughs) they all get a specific person against them right and one of the funniest parts is reggie's at archie's and they're hanging out and all of a sudden reggie goes bro can you grab me another brewski and i'm like what the fuck yeah i know (laughs) Are you from Long Island? What is going on? That should have been Archie's first clue that there was something wrong. I was like, when has well, Reggie Bingo ever knew. said anything? <laughs> like Bingo that. totally picked up on that bullshit. Well, dogs are smarter than people. But yeah, like, um, hello, Reggie's not speaking properly. But that was just a weird fucking thing to say. And Archie was just like, sure. And I was like, you stupid. You deserve to get stabbed. I feel like he had like minimal hesitation, but at the same time, he still didn't really think about it and just went up got it and he took a long time to get a beer out of the refrigerator we just say that too i mean par for the course then we have oh veronica abuelita comes bearing a shotgun that was at her front door why didn't you call and say you were coming i wanted it to be a surprise (laughs) it was great you killed my son and it's like yes Yes, I loved that. Oh, and then we have JJ about to shoot Share Share. I wanted to throw up with a bow and arrow. That was really sad, though. It was. It was a weird scenario because, like, she brings him back for her sake. She right. brings him back and he, like, hits her with, like, you're always so mean to me. And I'm like, uh-oh, yeah. this isn't right. If anything, she's fucking obsessed with you. So right. I don't know. <laughs> Right. If anything, she wants to get up on it. But (laughs) yikes. 
I just felt so bad that she had to burn him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, and that relationship has always creeped me out and made me uncomfortable, but you still feel her pain when she has to do that because mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen or read Pet Cemetery? Stephen King? Uh, attempted that one as well. Okay. Well, that's even a shorter one. I feel like that one's a little bit more manageable than some of the others. I feel like I want to watch the original. Yeah. I want to watch the original, but then I also, the remake was with John Lithgow, right? I wanted to see that one. I think so. I believe. But uh, that's the scariest Stephen King book for me. I find that to be terrifying, but it is sort of about that grieving process gone wrong of trying to Mm -hmm. bring somebody back and then that person not being right and having to kill them again, basically. It's so sad because, you know, you wanted to bring them back. You wanted to have them back, but Mm -hmm. you can't have them back. And uh, poor Cheryl's been through a lot. So I feel like that was particularly hard to watch her have to go through that again. I just find it like now with Polly, like how is that going to go? Yeah. Polly being back is interesting to me because I didn't see that coming. No. And I thought with Cheryl having to kill Jason again, I thought it was somehow going to affect Polly in a way only because again, we're dealing <laughs> were with so much. <laughs> they were a pair. They came back as a pair. A buy one, get one. Yeah. And it's just strange to me because I felt like something would have would have affected like one of those things where like that twin thing I thought was going to happen with them. Like she'd get some singe like in her brain that something happened to Jason when it happened. But at Mm. this point, she has no idea. No. And I liked Polly, I think, in the last episode when she was helping Betty. But Mm -hmm. now I'm getting kind of her her whole sanctimonious vibe is getting old for me where she was like have faith Betty have faith and and, Mm -hmm. and Betty's like screw faith and I'm like yes I am with you Betty but I feel like Polly is this weird religious figure now because of the whole washing of the feet and helping Betty to realize that you know, she's forgiven for her sins and all that kind of stuff. It's just, she feels a bit Jesus-y to me. And I, we've been through this though. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't want it. Go away. I don't think we're going to get much of it. I think it's just a matter of helping Betty at that point. I think, okay, we washed over sins. She's, she's good now. She doesn't have to feel this overwhelming, you know, cloud over her that she's responsible for all of this stuff and whatever. And we see in the preview, like for the finale next week, Holly does remember she has two children. Yes. She covers their eyes to protect she covers them their from, eyes. from the <laughs> comet that's coming to kill them. <laughs> yes. Oh, stupid back quickly to talk about bingo i love how they i love how they did a quick explainer about how bingo's healing proper that healing properties are contained within his saliva tabitha was like clearly his saliva has oh my god that was so fucking funny you're healed and it's just they do this all the time where they it was like a science experiment yes and it was like oh but so like it was one of those like if we were watching mtv and it was pop-up videos (laughs) and the little tidbit (laughs) came up on the bottom like dog saliva does this for the human like that's exactly how it felt and honestly superpowers or not dog saliva is pretty healing so we knew that already (laughs) just saying like thanks so much and archie's saying am i dying again like that's (laughs) (laughs) 
like what a what a classic Riverdale line especially in like the in this past season people just fucking dying everywhere and coming back to life so when Reggie comes out of his trance he's like I don't know what happened and then he's like the last thing I remember is Percival's voice in my head telling me to come to Archie's house and find out the plan and then kill him and it's like so you do remember exactly uh-huh. what happened. Like <laughs> you didn't miss That's any pretty time. specific. Yeah, yep. like you got it. You're fine. Oh my God. The best was when they were all kind of going over who attacked them, what came after mm-hmm. them, whatever. And it's like, oh, and you know, his body parts are twitch- twitching in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way she delivers those lines. Like, so. Right? Like she's just, eh. <laughs> so casually we'll get over it yeah no problem oh so i think the last like really important thing we have to talk about is baby anthony i was gonna say adult baby anthony (laughs) adult baby anthony we can't call baby anthony anymore we can't but also like i had to write again okay old baby anthony is so damn hot (laughs) this is sounds so bad but like i can't not call him baby anthony Ew, but like you do hear it though when you call baby Anthony hot. You're calling a baby hot. <laughs> no, his adult form. It's like old. <laughs> it's like the movie old. Right. That's true. Yes. <laughs> so this is actually kind of a wild plot twist and weird because Tony suggests this that they advance baby Anthony's age so that he could go up against Percival, which is like weird because. He doesn't do shit. No, but it somehow threatens him, though. Yeah, it causes Percival to flee, but like, (laughs) but he doesn't actually do anything. So that was kind of anticlimactic. But she's basing this on, she's like, but I've seen the future and my son is a warrior. And it's like, when did you see the future? As far as I'm aware, when they saw him, that was in the Sweet Hereafter, which is theoretically like the best case scenario, you know, like, right, right. It's, it's an idealization of, you know, your future and what you, you know, what makes you happy or what would make you happy. So what you saw in the Sweet Hereafter has no bearing on what he's actually going to grow up to be. So that's kind of weird, but okay. Yeah. Still, I can't get over how great they cast him because he's the best match of the two of them yeah he is a good combo yeah tony and fangs so tabitha does her little time bubble thing which is a new power and (laughs) (laughs) accelerates his aging so that he grows into a young adult and again as we said he shows up at the the siege of the casino to get the heads back and scares percival away and that's it (laughs) That's what we Wait, get. but was this before or after the standoff, hence the name, the stand of the episode, where they all decide to go after him? Oh, yeah, this is before because he traps before everybody the... else in the casino. Right. And then that's when they they lure him to Pops. So beating the shit out of Pops. He's getting pretty beat up. Yeah, they're like all taking turns kicking him, and it's kind of mean. <laughs> I mean, it's like, kind of, yeah, it's very bully like. Dick, but like they are outnumbering him, and so it's kind of rude. But okay. So in turn, he then fucks with them, and we get the voiceover of Jughead, and he's like, he poisoned Veronica, he blinds Betty, he freezes Cheryl, he turns Archie into a statue, and this is when I started fucking laughing, and I also felt super bad. 
Reggie is a life-size dummy. Yeah, poor Reggie. And I'm like, I'm like, why do they keep playing off of his learning disability? Like, I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, you know what? That's funny. I didn't even connect it to his dyslexia, but I they do play Reggie as the dummy. As the dummy. Like, I felt that to be so rude. Like, it's so fucking rude. And yeah. that's definitely why they're doing it. Because once we found out that that was his weakness or whatever the fuck it was, like his library book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the poor guy, like, I mean, and even the fact that he still had the library books, he was still using it. Like, oh, the whole yeah. thing just made me sad. Like, I was like, really, you're going to make him a dummy, but whatever. And it's weird because I never really think of Reggie is being stupid no not at all he might be flawed but like it's not because he is stupid (laughs) right no not at all or because he has dyslexia (laughs) (laughs) yeah which i mean come on haven't we all at one point (laughs) i guess maybe not mine maybe somebody else's (laughs) yeah a sexier car maybe and jughead's still narrating this whole thing and we that's when we find out that the portal was it pops and he was still sitting inside so he wasn't affected by all of this shit. And right. Percival comes in through the portal, through the portal. And he they come to an ag- well, they come to some weird agreement and Jughead's like, "Oh, the loser gets lobotomy." <laughs> and I'm like, I found it funny because I had just listened to the lobotomy lapotal episodes. That's a good one. Actually, not those. I had listened to those a while ago, but then I listened to the one specifically about Rosemary Kennedy. Okay. And how fucked up that was. And to just throw around lobotomies like that is just insane. <laughs> and for so that's why I was like, oh, for that to just come up as a as a solution in yeah. 2022, I, I Honestly, found it like- interesting possibly fate worse than death kind of situation you know like that's right like i don't think they've yeah i don't a i don't think they do them anymore and b if they did i think they probably do them the same way so yeah Yeah, there's no nice way to do a lobotomy really no no but yeah so while percival is busy trying to win this battle of wits slash brains with jughead he leaves his body unattended and mm-hmm. that's when the River Vale version of our crew comes in and just goes stabby stabby all over. We have another Charles from old. I know. All I could think about was old, especially when Archie's stab wounds were healing. I was like, oh my God. But Percival wakes up and is like, oh shit, that hurts. And they bring him up to speed on the fact that they're in Rivervale. And not only are they in Rivervale, but Tabitha has brought them all the way back in time to before Percival sold his soul to the devil in exchange for immortality, which means he can die. So she hauls him out into the colonial woods of Rivervale (laughs) and summons Mr. Cypher and is like, here you go. And he's like, thanks. And then Percival's (laughs) (laughs) muttering... (laughs) I should write the dialogue for this show. You really should. <laughs> and he's like, thanks. <laughs> and so Percival starts muttering in Latin like he's so prone to do. And obviously that's going to come back. But that that's what we think is the end of the situation. And everybody goes back to Riverdale and everyone's better. <laughs> I guess as soon as Percival's soul was taken by the devil, it reversed all the shit that was going on with them. Like Archie's no longer a statue. So presumably. right they're all fine now and then you know we have just tony and fangs finding the heads and just bringing <laughs> they have the heads of tom or uncle Frank and alice but in like 
those styrofoam coolers, but they're shaped like they're supposed to hold heads. Right. Like these I are head that. containers. Yeah. <laughs> this is and where Tony you store... presenting it. Oh yeah. God, Tony it was giving some award. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. And then we find out that Dr. Curdle Jr. had to sew them all back on. Right. In order for the resurrection to happen. And I actually thought it was funny that Betty supervised that process as though they oh, were yeah. wor- as though they were worried that like he was gonna fuck it up and so like Alice's, right, like head, Alice's head was <laughs> I also love that we're on the same wavelength thinking yeah. that Alice's head's gonna go somewhere else. I mean that's the funniest way to swap that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, oh, so wow. while everyone's having a great time, uh, Cheryl goes back to check on Heather, whom, by the way, she absolutely abandoned when um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason came and shot her with an arrow. And Heather did say go, but like Cheryl was gone. <laughs> yeah. So she comes back and it's like, oh, my God, you were going to say something about the comet, weren't you? And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, Percival did something. And now the comet is headed straight for Riverdale. And it's like, ah, uh, shit. So they go and tell everybody that. And uh, um, we've got like no plan for this because I don't think anybody's powers really help us here. No. And that's, of course, when we find out too, well, the whole thing with Tabitha saying how her visions were of Riverdale or Rivervale, not Riverdale or whatever the fuck it was. But basically she, the outcome, which she thought was Percival was really the, the comet. comet. So they can't at this point plan for anything because it's coming less than 24 hours so yeah like they're pretty fucked so it'll be interesting i guess interesting to see how they get out of this i'm guessing it has something to do with rivervale maybe they'll as you say maybe they'll all go over to rivervale and make that their new universe or maybe they'll i don't know rivervale and riverdale will have a baby universe and they'll all go live there and it'll be in a different place than the comet i don't know man but I was as I was watching things wrap up so neatly, knowing that there was a whole other episode we had to go before the end of the season. I was Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is happening here? They should have ended it on this note. And the next episode, the comet just takes them out. And then that's (laughs) the end of the show. (laughs) That would be a bold strategy, (laughs) a bold strategy, but also poetic. (laughs) And nobody has to guess, like, what storylines are going to happen. Like, nope, they're all fucking dead. Poof. (laughs) Poof, they're gone. Tie up all the loose ends, because all the loose ends are dead. Exactly. (laughs) It's a perfect plan. The comma takes out every single storyline, universe. It just implodes everything. So, I think, is that everything? I'm pretty sure. I just have my last, my very last note is about the promo for the finale. Why are Veronica and Cheryl kissing? Why did they show that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Why is that a thing? Are they queer baiting us again? Probably. I hate that so much. (laughs) I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's that serious. I think it's more of like, oh my God, the world's ending. Let's do something that we've always wanted to do. And I guess they've always wanted to make out. I, maybe it's another, maybe Veronica would rather have her last kiss be with Cheryl than with Archie. So she's going to kiss Cheryl instead. I don't fucking know, but whatever it is. It should not have been in the promo. We should get the um, Betty, Archie, Veronica threesome. Let's get a little Kevin and Moose action. I'd appreciate that. (laughs) 
but this is what I'm saying. Like, okay, you guys are going to die very soon. So let's do the craziest shit possible. Yeah. Well, I. Why not? I think they're probably going to spend the whole episode coming up with a ridiculous harebrained scheme to stop the comet. And I'm like, I'm just tired. And it's going to be very, I feel like it is going to be like the dome because they're going to somehow find a way to put some type of yeah protective bubble. force field or something over them. And it's not, yeah. And they pay it away and they're really just this little tiny Lego town that a kid's playing with. <laughs> Like the Lego movie. Yeah. And just making like a, you know, a cute little town in their own little scenarios. It and pulls stuff like back that. and it's me and Dawn playing with the little dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with our murder board on the side. Smushing Archie and Betty's faces together. Like kiss, kiss, kiss. And then like throwing Veronica off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's going to be kind of like when they moved Pops to the El Royale. Maybe I'll just be like, we should take Riverdale and push it somewhere else. And like Tabitha will like displace it in time and space or something. And then maybe they'll move Riverdale back to like the 50s where it belongs or into the future, like 50 years or something in an alternate plane. Or I can go to Sodale, which never really. Sodale was a smokescreen, Dawn. (laughs) Sodale was never going to be built. (laughs) <laughs> but the land is there i miss sodale i miss hiram i, I miss the bullshit. simplicity of that <laughs> and like season five was still shit but like now i miss it because season six was such a train wreck <laughs> a-, a ghost train wreck a ghost train wreck <laughs> which came to nothing by the way <laughs> like all they did was blow up the tracks and then it was never mentioned again yeah mm-hmm <laughs> What was the point? What was the point of it? I wanted to see the actual ghost train. That would have been right. Like awesome. that's where I thought it was going. I thought we were actually going to do something with the ghost train, but no, no. All Archie gets the do ghost is train, the and then on the ghost train, we end up seeing like Teddy from Westworld, and then oh my god, like <laughs> what? <laughs> this is because Riverdale comes on right before Westworld these days. So it's just yeah. Kind now of I'm just a, making everything a natural blending together. Oh lord. All right, so like we said, we got one more left. The finale. The finale next week. Hoping it brings us some, uh, you know, good shit to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Also, this week we released a new design in the merch store. Baby serpent. Baby serpent. You can't put a baby in a gang. You can't do it, but they did. (laughs) But they did. And you age him, you know, 18 years and then Yes. And then he wears the baby serpent hoodie. Right. That we yeah. sell. So like by all means, just <laughs> buy it for every stage of your child's life. Yes, absolutely. Baby serpents become toddler serpents, become preteen serpents. You know, you get it. Baby serpent for life, man. <laughs> August is coming. August yes. is next week. And we are going to have five movies coming at you. Holy shit, Don! How is that? possible good question (laughs) i think this is the first time we did five movies in a month only because there's five tuesdays in the month guys like and there's no more riverdale so that's why we're able to get a little more on the movies we don't even know what they are yet so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we'll let you know when we figure that right once we know you'll know and um 
don't forget, you know where to find us, Twitter, Instagram, the website, merch, Public. everything is on our link tree that you can find in the bios of said social media. Is there anything else you want to finish us out with? Oh, finish us out with. Now I feel pressure. Um, let me just check my notes. <laughs> See if there's anything I can finish. Questions, out with. comments, concerns. Okay, real quick. Uh-huh. Reggie took Hiram's portrait from Percival's curiosity shop before yes, Cheryl he did. set it on fire. Why? Why would he do that? Probably to get back with Veronica and it's his peace offering. <laughs> Bargaining chip. Look, I have the portrait of your father. Let's what bone is, in front what of What is it. she like to hang it in your <laughs> office? I'm done. I... <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. We need to end it now. And until then, that's endgame.